seven, six, five, four, three, two, one. You'll never have me, Sacred Stone. <laughs> oh, this you crazy mother. Welcome, friends, to episode 135 of Color of Magic, your magic gaming podcast, where we talk about all types of issues that affect gamers at and away from their gaming tables and computers. I am your host, and for 135 episodes, you're riding with Daquan Watson and my main man, Brian Allen. How's it going, man? I'm good. As you've uh, probably if you've seen on Allen's Ever After channel, we, we did it. The Mexican pizza is coming back. I'm pretty I saw smart. that. Man, you know what? If we can just get them snack wraps back at McDonald's, I'll be all set. Give me some Mexican pizzas and some snack wraps. Shoot. I don't think I ever had the snack wraps. So if they oh, bring yeah. it back, I definitely will try it. Yeah, the snack wrap, it's like a, a crispy piece of chicken inside of like a tortilla wrap with like veg or the shredded lettuce and tomatoes. Like it's a good quick little snack that was cheap. That sounds good. Yeah, I mean, we need we need those I, back. I don't know how I ended up never eating that. But then maybe I gotta put that on my menu of stuff to go check out. I gotta get a Mexican pizza. <laughs> the thing is though, are they are they gonna be made the same way as the old ones? I mean, I would certainly hope so with all the, you know. All the outcry would now would probably not be the time to change the recipe. I wouldn't think. Yeah, that that'd be my thing. By the way, I got to apologize to the listeners because I've been working my butt off all day and I have hardly eaten nothing. And right before we started the show, the wifey brought in a pile of food. So I'm going to try not to smack in people's ears, but I'm I'm giving advance warning that I might be a little rude on this episode. <laughs> but that aside, let's pay some love to our friends over at Cardsphere.com. They are an amazing place to buy and sell cards at the price you want, which really I think is hard for people to believe, but literally you go and say, hey, I want to pay this much for a card, and then if somebody's willing to sell it for that, you get a card. It's kind of how it works. But yeah, you should check them out. They are big supporters of up-and-coming Magic content creators. So go show them some love. Support those that support the people you like. And then if you want to also further support the show, you can go to patreon.com slash colorofmagic. And you can be just like Jonathan Rowe, who's one of our new patrons. So thank you. And I want to give a shout out to Joaquin's. I just want to get this right because it's Zvantessen. I think I got that correct. So thank you for being a member since July 21. So All been right. around a little bit now. And finally, if you want to get some tokens and some playmats and rep the show, you can go over to colorofmtg.com slash shop. And hopefully soon I might have the final images for the new tokens up on our Twitter feed. I'm hoping to have them by Friday. I'm going to cross my fingers. I said it with a question mark. But hopefully we get to share those with everybody. So it's going to be pretty sweet. But man, we got a lot of stuff to cover this week. So we, we're going to have to cut some of these segments short, but we're going to try to roll through all of them because it's, it's quite a bit of stuff. Now, I want to say that noise is very much how YouTube comments are starting to look this last week or two. And I feel like I've been seeing several content creators that I follow posting up just asinine, maybe is the best word, <laughs> comments that we're seeing. But it's people being mad about all kinds of random ass things. You know, people being mad at like MTG Malone for, I don't know, having too much energy. But that's just literally who he is. Like, if you've watched any of his videos, he's that way. Like, I jokingly told him I want to do content with him because we're like the opposites, <laughs> like, which would be kind of funny. But 
Like, that's just who he, like, what is that even about? You know, talking about how it's going to cost him viewers and he didn't enjoy that episode. Like, all right, cool, fine, whatever. But then I've seen like the one Jane post and stuff. I've seen, hell, I Maria Bartholdi had one from Good Luck High Five. Recently talking about a friend dying. And her friend was into like, I guess, uh, women's support groups and things like that, it sounded like. And this person just went on about like, well, I get that your friend died, but I didn't come here for the feminism, blah, blah, blah. And it's like, bruh. It's like, do you get it? <laughs> it seems like you don't get it. Yeah, I'm like, just no chill. Like, And again, if it was just one episode, fine. Who cares? Let it go. It's she's tribute for a friend. Like I like, like like really? Like what's wrong with people? And then we're getting the people, and I've seen them on my stuff lately, where they just feel the need to come in negative and gotta say something when they obviously haven't even watched the damn episode. And I purposely structure mine to where if you need talking points, I give it to you in the first minute. And I give it to you in the back three to five minutes. So you ain't got to watch more than probably five minutes of my episodes, the gameplay episodes at least. Because in the middle, I do talk about stuff while I'm playing or whatever, but I try to summarize it pretty good in the front and the back. So you didn't even do the minimal amount of work I set up for you. So you know damn well I ain't going to waste time on you if you can't even spend five minutes. I'm just putting you on the block button. Like, I don't even understand that. Like, I... like. I've had those same comments where people are like, hey, you know, I don't know if you got this in the video or not. Okay, why are we about you can't debate me if you don't know what I said. <laughs> it's just that's oh, yeah. ridiculous. Yeah, and see, that's exactly it. That's a person who's coming in saying, like, okay, well, I'm gonna speak my piece. You know, like and it's like, dude, you literally just told us you didn't even watch the episode. So what how is there even a discussion to be had? You don't even know what the person like. And then the worst part is as a creator. The only way you can engage with that is now you have to go and rehash everything you already talked about to get to a point of discussion. So you end up wasting three or four comments back and forth just to get you back to square one where you would have been if the person had actually watched the damn episode in the first place. Like you said, you just can't even engage with somebody. It's like, I didn't watch it, but. <laughs> yeah, so I'm just out on those people. I just don't care. I literally give them like no time anymore. I'm like, cool, you come in like that. I ain't got time for you. And you know what? My comment section magically over time starts to get cleaned up. It's almost like when I see them now, I'm like, oh, that's a weed. I got to pull out the garden. Yeah. Right. That, that's for real how I feel about it. Like, I ain't got time for it. And don't get me wrong. Like, I'm cool with people coming in. Like, if you watch something and you disagreed with the thing or you want to debate something or I don't know, whatever, totally fine. But if you're just coming in, I can tell you hadn't like when you come in and you talk about a thing and you're complaining about something. And I'm like, I literally said those exact words in the episode. Right. That tells me you didn't even watch. So I'm just like, all right, cool. I ain't got time for you. And I don't feel bad about it. Matter of fact, I noticed today I saw like because you can see your little uh, comment ticker go up. I went to go check so I could respond to the comments. There was no new comments. So I'm like, oh, I know where that comment came from. (laughs) (laughs) It's somebody I can't see. That's all right. I ain't even mad about it. So, yeah, who knows what they said? I have no idea. Not going to go find out. (laughs) But anyway, that's my rant. Like, people, you got to at least put the time in to watch the minimal amount of an episode if you're going to come in and complain. If you ain't going to do the minimal amount of homework, then if you get blocked, banned, somebody wants to be negative with you, call you out for not watching the stuff, like, you just get what you deserve. That's all there is to it.
All right, Brian, what you got? Now, as uh, the cool I mentioned, you know, we are not haters of NFTs. I, in fact, own some NBA Top Shot NFTs. We've done content about it, but, you know, when something's just crazy, <laughs> we're going to say, hey, wait, we don't understand what's happening here. And over at Square Enix, we have a situation where me and thousands, if not millions of other people are trying to figure out <laughs> what the F they doing over there. Square Enix has announced it's going to sell Crystal Dynamics, Eidos Montreal, and their Square Enix Montreal studios for, and of course, several of the properties that these studios have, including uh, Tomb Raider, <laughs> Deus Ex, and I think the Avengers were, were done by, by the Avengers game, which it wasn't a great game, but still, it was an Avengers game that was done by the studio, and their Square is letting all this go for $300 million and whatever is like, oh, uh, Square, but why though? They said they want to. We want to use the money to invest in fields including blockchain, AI, and the cloud. Okay, just so you can clarify them for me, because I know you're deeper in the video games than I am. Like that sounds like that's like three quarters of their studio stuff. It's. I mean, it's a lot. <laughs> they kept Final Fantasy, but in terms of stuff that you would know, Square Enix owns. That's a whole lot of stuff. Again, okay. Laura, Laura Croft, the Tomb Raider. I mean, just that, that's like a top 10, if not top five character on recognition that anybody that's ever touched the PlayStation is aware of who Laura Croft is. She's had movies. You know, it's just. Well, that's sort of almost thinking, like selling right? Mario. You know, like we, we don't want the rights to Mario anymore. We're just not making enough money off of it, we feel like. And of course, nobody would do that. It just feels like I'm like the merchandising alone should be worth at least a few $10 million. Right? It's become kind of a meme where how Square is like, oh, you know, this game just didn't hit the sales target. We're like, okay, what are the targets? Because, for example, the Tomb Raider games, going back to the uh, when they did the hard reboot in 2013, those games uh, sold over 35 million copies. Apparently, that wasn't enough. See, like, we were talking about this. It's like, Stuff, I'm sure around their offices, stuff gets compared to Final Fantasy. And you just can't do that. But I'm and always worried compared it to more recent Final Fantasies. I'm thinking, hey, that's, that's got to be better, right? I mean, I guess. But like. There, there's a reason they remade Final Fantasy VII. It's because nothing since then has hit those numbers. This is that same thing, though. When we talked about, like, you know, when, when Twitch is trying to sell us, like, ah, well, we're not making any money. And I'm like, you literally made billions of dollars and you have millions of users. Like, what do you, if you're not making money, how? Right? Like, at some point, I feel like some people are just feeding the public some information so they can make whatever decision they need to make. Cause I don't know, man, I'm with you. I don't know how that makes sense to go down that road for them and to just sell off those, those properties. That sounds wild. And of course, they got blasted really hard when uh, one, one of their uh, one of their executives had kind of uh, the, some quotes about this saying, "But you know, I realize that some gamers, and this was in you know quotation marks, play to have fun." Like, well, yeah, I think that's why most people play video games is <laughs> is to have fun. But he believes in the future there will be people whose motivation is to play to contribute. Or to help make the game more exciting. Like, yeah, that's, you know, NFTs, blockchain, mining. <laughs> like, just, why, why is like, why would you, of course people play games to have fun. 
Like, why is that even a point of contention? They, they, I, I guess that they feel like, hey, well, gold mining in World of Warcraft is the future model. That's how they want people to play their games, I guess. It's just... All right. I, I Framing. Just... Well, that's going to be a story we're going to have to keep eyes on for sure. But it's that time of the week. And I know we have some interesting stuff to share, Brian. So I want you to everybody what we learned last week. All right. Big news from the world of soap operas or, you know, as uh, our grandmas used to call them, they stories. <laughs> yep. Got to watch them stories. <laughs> and don't come in. Don't call grandma. Don't bother grandma when she watching the stories. Right. Nope. You, you ain't going to bother till about three in the afternoon. Right. <laughs> so uh, Young and the Resident, which is still I think, the highest rated of the daytimes of the remaining daytime soap operas, is uh, having, believe it or not, its first ever same sex wedding. I was blown away that, that, that this happened, had happened before now. But the uh, very popular couple of uh, Mariah Copeland and her uh, her girlfriend Tessa are actually going to, we think, because they are soap operas, but they are actually going to get married and. And I, yeah, I was just flabbergasted that, that this is the 2022. Young and the Restless is just now having a safe sex marriage. The couple has been very popular for, I think, two or three years now. So this is, of course, natural progression of their relationship. You know, it, it, I mean, most heteros on, on soaps have been married no less than seven times. Dude, this if you had given me this as like a trivia question with multiple choice on one of them game shows, I would have missed. I would like you could have given me like early two thousand sometime, and I probably would have chosen that. Right. If you'd have said like when when was the first gay couple on Young and the Restless, I'd have been like, ah, that had to be like two thousand three, two thousand five, right? You think it had a minimum? Because let's just this is kind of just this shows you know how how hard it is and how the struggle is real to to get queer representation on these shows because if you look at soap operas, almost every main character on a soap opera, as I said, has been has been married seventeen times. I've seen people and more than countless times on soap operas marry their own kidnapper. Yeah, <laughs> they're they're. Uh, or they thought they got married, but it was like their twin. <laughs> like, so you yeah. had to annul a marriage. <laughs> or pe- people have divorced their husband to, to marry their husband's brother. The countless times that's happened. Yet somehow it's taken till 2022 for us to have just a good old-fashioned same-sex marriage. And mind-boggling to me. But again, that shows where the industry is and just how hard it is to get people... Well, look at all the, you know, hey, people marrying the, the town villain that kidnapped them and, and, and put a microchip in their head. That's cool. The, 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 yeah. the audience ships that couple. You know? We'll get mad at you for not shipping the couple. But up until now, a marriage between two women has just been too much. We, we, we just can't risk it. Well, hey, credit score one for the gay community. Right, and that, you know this is so took this long, but yeah, yeah. I, we're hoping that it's. By, but I think it's this week. So probably by the time you hear this, it'll be I guess happening between that Thursday, Friday kind of segment. You know how they do weddings. <laughs> weddings a big deal. I'm sure. Yep. we know something gonna happen. So I hope Mariah and Tessa get to be as happy as any couple on a soap opera ever is. You know how the drama. Oh, man, is. after being a wrestling fan, every time I hear wedding, I'm like shenanigans are coming. 
Exactly. <laughs> it's also funny how many people will, will look at me like, I can't believe you watch soap operas. And they'll immediately go, so did you see what happened on Raw last week? Yep. And with no irony, with zero <laughs> irony, they ask me this question. Not to derail your point, but like in wrestling, why would you ever do a wedding in the ring? Because not once have those ended well. Soap operas, too. People should just elope. Exactly. Because like, in real why? life, they don't even say the part about nobody you know, speaking now forever holds your peace, right? They don't even do that anymore, right? In actually real wedding between two people in the real world, I've never heard it. Oh, no, if I if I was in a soap opera, I'd be like, nope, I saw how the last six, seven of these ended up. We're just going to get married. Ain't going to tell nobody. Right. Eloping is, of course, that's when you find out that, oh, that person wasn't really a judge. They were, you know, you're your you're evil twin. So it's just yep. it's a no-win scenario. Well, I had something else I discovered this week. I found out that Apple is discontinuing the iPod. Wow. I didn't even know what the current iPods look like. I don't. I wouldn't know. And what's, you know, what's weird is like, I think in my head, I knew they still existed. Yeah. But I just kind of like went, okay, nobody uses iPods anymore. Right. And I just didn't think about it. But I remember this being similar to when I found out VCRs were still made up until either like 2017 or 2018. They just did, finally got around to producing the last VCRs. And that was another thing where I just assumed those were done. Who was buying those things? <laughs> just, I have no idea. That's why I was just like, who's even like, what market was there to even produce? Like, hell, I don't know. They were selling some amount. I guess you were still moving some 10,000 of them or something. But. Yeah. But then I still get press releases where people are still making games for like the original Game Boy Color or the Sega Genesis. So I can only assume, you know, somewhere. Somebody's somewhere putting movies on VHS. <laughs> and people still buy vinyl albums. So, you know, you go to the store. There's there. a- I mean, the thing on the iPod, though, that's tough is just like pretty much everything digitally that's come out with any kind of screen in the last god maybe seven eight years have been able to be an ipod plus exactly like i mean your phone how i think app, some of the apple watch or watch products from different companies like your your ipads you know like everything you, you're going to carry around with the screen can do whatever an ipod would do apple watch <laughs> yeah we just haven't needed one so like it makes sense. I mean, but yeah, apparently whatever's in production is about to be the last runs, and then there will be no more produced after that. So the current and generation is the, the last one. Now I kind of want the last one as a collector's item or something. Yeah, exactly. Just just because, you know, it'd be yeah. kind of neat. But another interesting thing I did last week is, I don't know if you've heard about these Amazon Go contactless stores. I have. But I actually got to go shop in one. Okay. And, like, they've been around, but I just was like, hell, you know what? I'm going to be near one. Let me go check this out. And dude, I got to admit, it's a it's a little weird at first yeah. because it's oddly quiet. I mean, because, you know, because normally you have like the person behind the counter talking to somebody and doing yeah. a thing and then your shoppers or whatever. But there's somebody's like, on there, you know, in their cell, <laughs> talking to their cell phone extremely yeah. loudly. You pretty much had like, I, I guess you would call the person like a, a monitor. I mean, like, it's the only, like, I guess if you needed help, they would help you. But, like, they kind of just hung out and made sure, I guess, nobody was just, like, stealing stuff. I don't know. But you you go in, and I guess there's a thing, if you do it ahead of time, you can register your, your handprint or something. I don't know. But there's a thing that reads your handprint, or you can put in your, if you have the app, it'll scan the thing on your phone. If not, you just put in your credit card or debit card. 
So I hadn't done anything okay. beforehand. So I'm like, let me go ahead and just put my debit card in or whatever. And it lets you in. It's it's I say let you in. It's kind of like the like a simple turnstile. Like yeah. you put your thing in and the little arm gate or whatever opens and lets you in. Like it's not like it's a real barrier, but you know. <laughs> but you go in and it's like it's it's just like a convenience store. There's there's some like cold sandwiches, there's some salads, you can get sodas, there's a bunch of candy, you know, your like medications, whatever. It's it's just like a small convenience store. You walk around. And I'm like, okay, I guess I have to scan some stuff or whatever. But no, you literally just pick things up and you carry them around. And there's, there's some paper bags or whatever, if you need something to carry stuff on the way out. But I think I got like a sandwich and a drink and like a, oh, here's the part that messed me up actually. Cause one of the things I got, I went to their, uh, their pastry cabinet and I got a, uh, uh, apple fritter, right? Okay. And those don't have labels. They don't have anything on them that scans or whatever. Because I looked at it and I'm like, is there like a thing on the bottom or whatever? And I was like, okay, cool. I guess I'll just put it in this little bag and I'll, I'll just do whatever. And, you know, I got to the end. I'm looking around. There's like nothing for me to scan. <laughs> you know, just I guess I just leave. And that's the weirdest feeling as a black dude. I ain't gonna lie. Y'all. Right. <laughs> like, because I'm looking around. I'm like, All right, darkness. Yeah, I'm making sure nobody because I'm, like, I'm like, because I'm like, now everything I had was like six dollars. It wasn't like it was a lot, but still, I'm like people have been shot or at the very least harassed for less. Yeah, and I'm like I don't want somebody coming after me because like I just so I'm like making it obvious that I'm looking around like trying to pay for something, yeah. you know? <laughs> but there's nothing. So I'm like I guess I just leave or whatever. They Please have like, charge me for this pastry. <laughs> well, yeah, but I'm like they have my debit card at the very least, right? So it's not yeah. like I'm just leaving. I mean, I still have my card, but I've scanned it, right? So I leave drive home, whatever. A few minutes later, it shows up on my Amazon account as, as an order, and it just shows you what you purchased, and it's debited it from your account. That's wild. And I'm like, how does that even know? Like, at least the drink, the sandwiches, I get, because there's like a barcode, whatever. I don't even know how that works on the pastries, dude. They know. <laughs> there's an Amazon drone following <laughs> you at all times. And it wasn't like the person there, because I only saw it because the person went to the back at one point. So, like, it wasn't like they were there watching and, like, hit a button on what I was picking up. And there was some stuff I picked up because I was testing it, right? So, I picked up some things and I put it back down. So, I'm like, let me pick it up, read the label, I'm going to put it back and see if it knows if I took stuff, walk around the store with it, come back with it, put it back on the shelf. 100% accurate. The fritter had a microchip in it, Q. Well, <laughs> I already ate it. And at this point, I probably pooped it out. I don't know. But, like... I don't know how it works, but man, it was a nice ass shopping experience. I ain't gonna lie. <laughs> as weird as it was, it was kind of nice. And I there was like two other people that like one person was in and was leaving just after I got there. And another woman came in and shopped while I was there. But yeah, it's it's different, dude. It's cool. I, I don't know what to say. It is a very unique, different experience. But I'll probably do it again if I'm in the area. Because what I liked about it is if I know what I want and I just want to go in, go out, you literally can go in, scan yourself in, grab two or three things, and then just walk out. Right? And it's hard to do that at a convenience store because sometimes you're like waiting in line or, you know, you got to wait for somebody to handle something because there's a dude having an issue on the gas pump or whatever, right? Like you literally can just go in, go out, and you're good. So, yeah, if y'all get a chance to try one out, it's actually crazy technology, y'all. I think it's totally worth it. But anyway. Let's get into some of our other topics for the week. 
So I don't know if you saw this, Brian, but Star City's got a bunch of events coming up, their Command Fest, uh, along with some other organizers. But basically all summer, there are going to be events everywhere. The Richmond event, which is their first one they're doing here in June, here in a couple weeks, there is the mask mandate. There's a also a mandate for vaccines. So I was like, cool. That was one of the first things I checked before agreeing to go. But then we found out a couple days ago that there's not going to be a mandate for Syracuse. I believe it's Syracuse. And then the event that's after that as well. So then there was a little bit of an uproar. Like, hey, if you're going to have the mandates here, why not here? And it's been kind of a fuzzy response, I guess I would say, from uh, Star City. But it's a tough one, man. Because like... I feel like I got their response. Like, if you're not going to require other people to do it, and it seems like, you know, for I mean, I, I'm turning on sporting events and seeing thousands of people in the state. It's just, I guess they probably feel like, why we got to do it if nobody else is being for it? Because that's extra work, way a whole lot of extra work. It's more people get, get employees getting chewed out that they, that they ain't getting paid extra for. Yeah, and and it's kind of kind of rough, man. I don't know. And and to be clear, this is for uh, an SCG con that's coming up. The Command Fest actually does have the mandate, so um, I I don't know what the right answer is here. To be honest with you, like me personally, I was more in on it when I'm like, okay, cool. Everybody's gonna have their vaccine cards. They're gonna have their mask. Whatever. I'm cool. And again, there's going to be people I get that disagree with it or whatever, but that's that's what made me feel comfortable agreeing to go. I don't know if I would want to go to Syracuse without one. I mean, there's other events that are on my list of things to do later this year, and I'm still kind of on the fence if I want to do them or not. And if I do, I'm probably only going to spend most of my time hanging out with certain people or whatever. Yeah. I'm not going to be doing a ton of mingling in the halls or whatever. But... I don't know if it's like, hey, Wizards is pushing the Command Fest as part of their thing, so they're mandating it, and maybe Syracuse is just a Star City-only thing, so they're not. That, that is possible. Like, maybe. It's also, you know, one's in Virginia, the other is in New York. And if yeah, New what York we've seen in New York, yeah, yeah, they're they're especially with their current mayor out there in, right. in New York. Now, granted, you're talking about Syracuse and not Manhattan or whatever, but still... If there's a certain mindset, I mean, I, I like you're saying, I, I kind of get it. I don't like it. Because, I mean, it's so much more extra work for their employees and organizers. Like right now, they're having to answer questions. That, not to say that other venues and other cities aren't having to answer some of the same questions. But, for example, city of New York has a much larger staff than, than what Star City Games does. Yeah. So, I don't really know. But definitely, people were upset about it. It's definitely become a point of contention for a lot of people. Some folks are, I'm not going to support them anymore and blah, blah, blah. Like, that's a thing. So I don't know, man. It's it's a tough one. And I think you got to sit down and crunch your numbers and find out, okay, you know, how many, uh, how many do we lose for having the mandate? How many do we lose for not having it? And, you, you know, especially as we try to come financially out of the pandemic, you just got to, I guess, to some extent, pick whatever you feel like is going to be the bigger or the smaller number of people to tick off. Yeah, and I'm with you, right? And again, this comes back to a conversation we had like six or seven episodes ago of like, 
there's some things that like I don't necessarily like it or agree with it, but I also get it. You know what I mean? Like this kind of falls in that category of like, I would rather there be vaccine and mask mandate. Now, admit it, I also want to be clear too. They did say while you're in the event, mask will be required in the building. However, to get into the building, they are not checking vaccine cards and stuff. So there, there is some, I guess you want to call it protections in place, I guess, but not to the level they are, are, are going to be at Richmond. Also, Richmond's closer to home for them. So who knows? Maybe more of their staff's going to be on hand. Like uh, there's, there's a lot of things, a lot of things that could be at play. But, but it's tough. Right. And we're already even seeing other stuff with other game companies as well. Like, I don't know if you saw this week that uh, I guess Card Kingdom's employees have gotten representation for a union now. I did see that. So that's a thing. Uh, I I have so many things on both sides of that to talk about that I don't know if I should at some point. So it'll probably end up being a private episode next (laughs) month. I, I have some things like and. I, and I am honestly mostly in favor of unions, to be honest. Yeah. I, I really am. I think it, it helps helps more people than hurts. If it weren't so, for unions, we'd probably still have, you know, 18-hour work days. And, and yeah. all three of my kids would be somewhere at work if it wasn't for unions. I mean, so, yeah. It, society it, we would have. That's an interesting conversation we, we can have down the road for sure. But as far as this thing goes, like, I, I get and – I, and I always tell people, like, speak with your dollars. Right. If you completely disagree with the decision or whatever, cool. Totally understand. Support your decision. Would I go to Syracuse myself? I don't know. Probably not. But it's tough because I've been talking to a few people that have attended these events and not there's not these particular events, but other events the last couple of months. And it sounds like some of the bigger concern from these people isn't even the event themselves that they're going to. It's all the stuff around it because I'm hearing a lot from like, well, once people get outside the venue, they're just hanging around everybody. They're walking in big groups. They're going and eating with like 30 people and they're, they're partying in each other's hotel rooms with a bunch of, you know, like, so you're in these close quarters with a bunch of people en masse. And that's more concerning to some of them that are going. And in a way, I kind of get that, right? If you're saying, okay, yeah, we're inside, but if everybody's wearing masks and, you know, when we're not directly talking to each other, we're trying to keep our distance or whatever, cool. But if everybody's just ignoring that as soon as you get outside the venue, that's kind of where some of the problem comes from. So, yeah, I don't know. And, you know, we're already seeing spikes again in some places. So that's a little bit of a concern for folks. So, yeah, that, this, that may also be a thing Star City is aware of that, hey, it does no good to have the vac- or the mandate inside if y'all are all, <laughs> if a hundred people are about to go to the White Castle next door. <laughs> maybe. I don't know. Like, so like I said, I'm in favor of the mandates. I'm in favor of the mask. Like, just want that to be clear. But I do also understand that everybody's having to make some tough decisions coming out of the pandemic, right? Especially financially for some of these companies, yeah. right? You see, other, especially other people start running tournaments and doing stuff or whatever. Like at some point, whether we like it or not, and and I've been in these positions before where you have to make some tough decisions yeah. for the life of your company 
based on what some other competitors are doing. Exactly. You end up having to do what the majority of people in your industry are doing. And really, in the, I would say not even just in the card gaming industry, but in the quote unquote entertainment industry. And if you look around, the mandates are being lifted for places that never had the mandate to begin with. Well, yeah, <laughs> the right. mandates are now if when the fall comes, we have another huge outbreak. I think this will be visited. But it, sadly, we may be doing this dance for a couple of years where the mandates go away in the summer and then mm-hmm. come back in the fall or whenever a new variant comes. Or, I'm with you. We've seen how Americans are going to fight <laughs> tooth and nail to where it's just it's never going to, I guess, be accepted that mask and vaccine mandates become a commonplace thing. It's just weird. We we just won't accept that as a society. Apparently, I mean, I don't know until enough people die from it. Eventually, how many people? I mean, what are the numbers at now? I don't know. I'm just saying there there there's a number. The number might be real high. But there's a number <laughs> higher than like a hundred and is it, is oh, yeah. it closer to 200,000 now? I don't know. Oh, yeah. It's definitely going to be higher than that for a lot of people. Because the problem is, even though the number is high right now, you still have enough people that folks can point to and go like, oh, well, this person got it and they didn't die from it. You know, like, oh, well, that number is only like whatever, one percent of the entire population. Whatever. Yeah, that's right? there, it's those people that you have to. But once that number and sadly, once you look back and say, OK, now it's at five percent. How do you feel now? You know, right? Okay. Now, you know, people and part of it is going to be this whole like long COVID thing, too. For a lot of people, it's going to have to be it was their grandma. Yep. Or their spouse. That's (laughs) when it'll hit them. Sadly. Yep. You know what? Remember when that dude, that old dude got his got his head busted by those cops or whatever Mm -hmm. on the side and people were still like, well, whatever. He shouldn't have been in the way and blah, blah, blah. Like you wouldn't have been saying that if that was your grandpa. No. Right. Like that's but it's those people, though. Again, we were talking about like no empathy or whatever for people. Right. Like this. This is where it comes from. Right. It's this type of stuff. So, I mean, I wouldn't be surprised. I think we're just going to be something we're going to have to deal with with events. And I and myself included. Right. Like because there is going to be a point and it's already starting to get there as more events happen. If I'm not actively participating in them in some manner. I'm going to miss contacts, work opportunities, brand building opportunities, you know, even viewership and stuff. Cause people are going to be like, yeah. Hey, I find this stuff interesting or, Hey, how come you didn't get invited to this thing or having to do it? Like, so even that I have to weigh, right. If, if things are moving forward, I kind of have to decide what's worth it and what's not. So I, all I can say right now is everybody make the best decision for you. You know, and it's going to be different where you live and what each individual event is and who you plan to hang out with. But it's 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 going to be a tough time for a while, I think. And I and, you know, sympathy for Jared and some of the people over at, at Star City that's got to do the PR work around this because, yeah, you, you're going to take a beating for a couple of days. It ain't going to be fun. And then we got some interesting news earlier today that we banned a couple of cards in Explorer. So Winota... And we probably should clarify here that I had to ask you before the show, like, now which format is Explorer again? Yeah, that's true. So for people who don't know what Explorer is, basically, if you've played Pioneer in paper, they eventually want Explorer to be the same. So Explorer is basically everything in Arena minus any cards that are not otherwise Pioneer legal. 
So that's basically any of the weird anthology stuff that was made for historic and any of the alchemy stuff, none of that, right? The idea is eventually, and it sounds like, and I'm just kind of reading between the lines, sometime in the next like 18 to 24 months, they're going to be trying to hammer out a whole bunch of sets and get it closer to Pioneer. So eventually you have a paper equivalent in digital form. So for now, you just kind of, it's, I guess if we wanted to call it Pioneer Light, (laughs) it kind of is. But... It sounds like a beer. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But one of the problems we had is because some of the decks, one of them being the Pi- the Winota-based decks, are playable in Pioneer and only really lose like a couple of cards in Explorer currently, and those cards are very easy to just swap out for other things, they have a bit of an advantage that makes them a little easier to play. And you're seeing, even though they weren't necessarily like dominating, they were just so easy to play that people were seeing them You know, some people were reporting, you know, they'd play a little uh, event with it and they'd be running into four of their seven matches being like Winota decks or something. So, like, nobody wants that. So they went ahead and banned Winota and they banned Tybalt's Trickery, which we all talked about Tybalt's Trickery back in the day, like when it came out. It was silly. And kind of the same thing, right? It doesn't really have to try to get other parts Cards that deal well with these decks don't necessarily quite exist in Explorer yet. So they just made it a non-issue. Hopefully it opens up the format so people are happier. And the fun thing is, a lot of people are already really enjoying Explorer. Almost all, I say almost all, a very large percentage of the constructed play right now is standard in Explorer or in Arena right now. Even if you look at the major content creators, everybody's kind of making content in those two formats if you play constructed. Very few are doing alchemy or historic. Matter of fact, last week, I want to say maybe last week on Thursday, I looked and I went into, did a search in YouTube for the past week. None of the major creators over the last week even did a thing at all for alchemy. It's just not even represented. And when people have looked up the numbers of matches reported in the major sites, like it's 10 to 15 X. Like it just, nobody's playing. And honestly, I think in the future, the closer we get to Explorer being Pioneer, outside of Historic Brawl, I don't think you're going to have reason for people to play Alchemy and Historic, truthfully. I'm already to the point, I'm probably not investing much in those unless I need to build a specific deck because, I don't know, there's a cool piece of content I need to do or Wizards makes it a qualifying format you know, on Arena for the Pro Tour or something. But outside of that, I don't see why anybody would be motivated to play them. So we'll see. But just wanted to get that banning news in there for people that may have missed it. And Brian, have you ever looked at board game tables? I have almost had, or it wasn't specifically a board game table, but it was one of those tables that rotates. It was a, it's funny, my aunt actually gave it to me, then realized, oh, wait, I play Bidwist. I could use that. And then she came and took it back. <laughs> Uh, you got one taken away. Oh, that sucks. Yeah, so we started looking because, again, like everybody else during the pandemic, we've kind of been staying at home. We're not really going out much. We've been saving up some money. So we said, you know, why don't we treat ourselves a little bit? We have this money sitting around. And, man, okay, first of all, let me tell you off. Y'all have never looked for a board game table or gaming table, I should say, because you can use them for anything. They're pricey. The low end for a quality one you're probably going to be about three G's in. I mean, they're, 
again, and like you can get some cheaper, but like if you want one with any reasonable number of options or whatever, 3K is probably the low end. Oh my God. And then, and then you can deck these things out, dude. I mean, I went on an exploratory mission, right? Like you can, some of them, and there's probably like six or seven big websites you can order them from. And they all have different options available. Like there was one, if you want to get real fancy, you can get like the pedestal base in the center with the fancy ornate wood. You can get it just on regular four legs. You can, you can get, hell, some of them you can get in like six or seven different types of wood. And then they give you the option of like six different stains you can have on the wood. <laughs> you know, like they'll, they'll give you different color felt on the inside. You can get LEDs. You can get plexiglass. So if you want to play like your D&D games over a map or whatever. Okay. You can get removable tabletops. So you can use them as a regular table when you're not gaming on them. Like they have drawers of all different types. Some that just slide out, some that attach to the sides. You can get poker chip holders. Like we're balling out as nerds. Like if you got I'm money, sad, I love nerds. I love yeah, if, if you got money right now, like and you're a nerd, shoot, you you can you can go hog wild right now, man, for real. Like because I knew there because I remember seeing the geek chic tables that were way like if you'd ever been at Gen Con and seen the geek chic setup, they were they oh, they they advertise themselves as being heirloom quality. So you knew they were like, nah, this is the good stuff, right? But they had stuff that was like, I want to say a couple of theirs were like 20000 Oh, my God. Yeah, but again, top of the line, custom built. They would they would deliver it and set it up at your house for you that you wouldn't even have to, like, it was a whole, now admittedly, they're out of business now because they had some management issues. <laughs> I feel like even if I became a billionaire tomorrow, I feel like, Twenty thousand for a board game table. I feel like at fields is because um, flossing a little too hard. I don't know. I don't know because I'm one of those people. Like I don't have a lot of pricey things I like or want. Like I'm not. I've never been a sports car guy. I could care less about ever having a Gucci suit. Like you know, that stuff never does anything for me. But like if I had the money and I was like, what am I gonna nerd out on? It it might be a game table. Like if I had that kind of money, like. But I'd have my my biggest thing though is I have to know I'm going to use it. Yeah, exactly. That's the thing, and that's sort of what I was looking at right now. It's kind of slowed me down a little bit because I'm like, ah, we're still not to the point. Because you know, when we are not in a pandemic, you have people over regularly. We have some board game nights. We're cooking for people. Like since we moved into this new place, we've literally had one night where we had a couple of friends over. Otherwise, it's been like single person comes and visit and hangs out for a couple hours, and that's it. Like we haven't really been entertaining people. So that slowed me down, but it was just crazy to see, like, since I last looked at them, because it's been a couple of years since I looked around, just the number of companies that were doing it and the options that were available were amazing. Like, I don't know if people, like, honestly, just go have some fun. Go to two or three of the big websites, go mess with their options to just build a table and think about, like, you know, do you want fancy cup holders? Do you want, like, I mean, you get all kinds of stuff. You can get, one of them had these little boards, like, they were like personalized shelves built into things. So like you, they flip down and then you have a little shelf for each player. So you can put your stuff on it, keep notes, write stuff, whatever. And it had a little pocket inside. Like it was crazy. Like you can get all kinds of things. Like it's amazing. But yeah, it's, it's a whole separate arm of the game industry for sure. That admittedly a bunch of people probably never looked at cause it's just pricey. But the fact that there's that many companies that are doing it tells you there's a fair amount of people who are buying these. I mean, even when I asked on Twitter, there were some people even like, oh, yeah, we have this one. Because I was asking people like, hey, have you ordered any of these or like, do you own one? Like, 
what options do you like or not like about it? Because I'm kind of curious, at least get some like anecdotal information to make a decision. And there were multiple people that shared pictures and stuff. So they're out there for sure. I mean, it sounds expensive, but I kind of get it, right? If you're not one that's going out, because like, if you think about it this way, I don't know, again, we're talking about pre-pandemic, but I knew people that were literally going out like three or four times a week, right? Whether you're going out to eat, you're going to the club, you're buying three or four fancy drinks, you know, whatever. Maybe you're going on a trip for the weekend. If you think about it over the course of the year, that adds up to several thousand dollars anyway. Right. Some people probably, well, I've seen some people's budgets at the end. Of the day, they've probably spent eight, nine thousand dollars just on random entertainment throughout the year. Right. Like Seinfeld. Who are these people? <laughs> yeah, exactly. But like, if you think about it that way and you're not one of those people that does any of those things and you've been saving up money during the pandemic, like, and you're going to get a thing that's going to last several years and going to use at least weekly, it makes sense. Like, that's a reasonable purchase, especially. Like in our case, we actually have like a rec room space or whatever. So like you don't necessarily want to play on the dining table all the time. Like you can have one in the other space with maybe the game on or something or whatever. So it kind of made sense. But yeah, when I finally figure out which one, I'll let everybody know. But when I get to that point, but yeah, crazy stuff. I just wanted to share that, that it was kind of a cool exploratory thing just to see like, man, we have some crazy stuff in the game industry. And then this next bit uh, is a bit bothersome, to put it lightly. But Emma had posted that when she had to leave Rivals and went to work for Wizards, she had asked, hey, can I get part of my Rivals contract paid out since I'm having to give this up to come work for Wizards? And apparently was told no at the time. I guess, hey, we're hiring you on full time. So, you know, it just I guess the rest is null and void. I don't know. But since then, and this is according to Emma. Emma posted this on Twitter, so I'm kind of summarizing. Right. Emma scoured, I guess, for people that don't. No, 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 know. no, no. Um, this is uh, no, no, not that Emma. This is okay. Uh, that, see, that's what we were. <laughs> oh, okay, you, you, we we got people crisscrossed here. Yeah, that's what I thought you were talking about. <laughs> I didn't. No, no, no. This is uh, the the other. Uh, Carmen Handy, actually, if you want to go okay, back. Okay, that's, yeah, that's where <laughs> I was confused. So if like you want to go back. part out then. <laughs> no, it's fine. Like, so that that's where it got posted on her other account, right? It was probably why you also didn't see it. But when she went to work there, she has since gotten to talk to Chris Kavartek, who has also been hired on by Wizards, who was a former, uh, I guess, I think he qualified for the MPL or would have been MPL at some point. But either way another Rivals player, and then uh, Eric Froelich, who was also a Rivals player, but he had to give up his Rivals because his wife got hired by Wizards. Apparently, both of them got some portion of their money paid out, according to the statement. So I'm not sure why their compensation would be paid out and not hers, which I think is... And and because like valid question because like I could almost see if you're like hey Eric's situation was different because a spouse got hired blah blah like okay maybe but I could at least see that like your situations are enough different right but Kavartex is very similar like maybe a different department or whatever but like same thing 
right? You were in the rivals. You got hired by Wizards. You got some of your money paid out. Like, now, apparently, the follow-up was they went to uh, HR and had a conversation about it and apparently was told they couldn't confirm or deny anybody else's situation. But Which has standard HR stuff. Yeah, but apparently she's already talked to them directly, so it doesn't really matter. And then they just couldn't be making, they won't be making any type of equity adjustment. And I, and I don't know, like, don't get me wrong. I try to, you know, we try to do the due diligence and say, okay, could these be different situations, whatever, but I'm having a hard time with this one. Like, I can't see why it would be any different. Like, and honestly, I would question in the state of Washington, if that's not just like an equal pay violation. So they're there. Now, don't get me wrong. I, I, there's probably not like world changing money here. Right. But it's still real money that was earned or would have been earned. Cause you signed a contract, but you know, whatever. But if you paid it out for one person and even if it only is like five to eight grand, like that's still real. That's a few months rent. Right. You know what I mean? Like that's, that's still real money for somebody. So, and I think recently they just moved into a new place or whatever, like that'd get you some furniture. You know, like, so I, uh, I'm i going to let this play out for a couple of weeks and hope that somebody comes to their senses and just pays them out. Because, like, here's the deal. Like, this is such a rare situation. Hell, it won't happen again anyway because you're just continuing the MPL and the rivals right. or whatever, right? <laughs> so it's not like you're going to have to deal with this again in the future, or at least not anytime soon. So it makes sense to just be like, hey, look, Let's just give them whatever it is, whatever money's remaining on the contract. Let's just call it good. Because, like, I, I don't know. It feels like you're opening yourself up for a way worse situation other than just paying somebody. Hell, even yeah. if you didn't pay it for somebody else, just pay them the damn money. It's not that much. It's really not. I mean, hell, I've been at Wizards. I know what gets spent on a lot of stuff. No joke. Like, you think it'd be worth a few thousand just to not have the negative publicity? Mm-hmm. That's exactly my whole point, right? Especially when you're talking about, look, we just did this thing for pride, right? Like, right? like we just got this diversity director, whatever, right? All this stuff. And then you're going to be like, yeah, sorry, we're not paying you out. This is literally the only bad thing we have had to say about Wizards for, I know, for and that's, this week. And, and that's why it's kind of messed up because I'm like, you were on a roll, man. Like, and then how'd you miss this? This was like the underhanded pitch. You could have just been like, yeah, let me run this up the ladder, right? Hell, if nothing else, I would at least pitch it like that. Like, hey, look, we have this person that comes from a marginalized community that's working for us. They were in this situation. And look, if we're going to be pitching all this stuff about having a diversity director, we're going to be showing off all this new stuff right now for our pride secret layer, blah, blah. Like, we should probably just go ahead and do that. You know what I mean? That would have been the sales pitch of just like, hey, it's probably in our best interest to just do this and, and call it good. We ain't even got to talk about it. We don't got to be news. We just do it. We cut the check. They get it on their next paycheck. Because the opposite is the only way this ever would become news is if you do the wrong thing. Yep. Yep. You, you do the right thing. It's like, yeah, of course they would do that. Why wouldn't they do that? And then we don't talk about it this week. But because and, <laughs> they and, did the, the, the weird thing. Yeah, don't get me wrong. People are going to be like, well, why do they have to do it just because it's the money thing to do? Like, that's what businesses do. Like, 
we can say they need to do it stuff because it's altruistic and it makes us feel good. Like the businesses don't work like that. I don't care who the business is. Hell, I made hard decisions that people didn't like. And I was a way smaller business. Right. There's sometimes you have to make decisions just for the business. And some of them are going to be money motivated. Sucks, but just the way it is. But that doesn't mean it can't be the thing that does benefit somebody. And in this case, the best business decision does directly benefit somebody. So just give them the damn money. I don't I don't understand why. That that's my issue. Knowing that they have already, at least according to them, I've already talked to Gavartech. So they know how much was paid out or whatever. Like, that's the part I'm hung up on. Now, because again, like I said, I could have almost said, okay, well, Eric had to leave because it wasn't a decision of his own. It was a spouse that got hired. So we decided to pay it out, right? Like that, almost a reasonable argument I could get behind, right? Like you could talk me into that and I'd have been like, yeah, all right, I get it. But when you give me Chris's situation, that's the same thing. Now I'm like, okay, well, what's the excuse now? And I think that's what other people are hung up on too. So yeah, I don't know, man. I This is one that like, I'm hoping somebody comes to their senses. Because from everything, even, even Ellie posted that like, Carmen's been great this whole time. Like, brought a bunch of value to the company. Like whatever, so like you you don't you don't want to get in a situation that you possibly lose an employee or just get a bunch of bad press or, or even get a legal suit or something that's probably literally what it. Co- I'd be surprised if this cost them more than eight to ten grand tops. Like it, it, that's not even worth fighting over. Not when you're that size. Hell, small companies, you would hate to pay eight grand. You probably would still pay eight grand for right. it to go away. You know what I mean? So like when you're that size, like I I don't I don't get it. But we'll see what happens. I it's it's sad though because it sounds like for the most part a lot of the recent hires have been happy being there. You know, they're they're having fun doing the work they're doing. And that was a good thing, right? Because yeah. they were all pretty we're seeing the diversity that we have been, you know, talking about and calling for for in our case, a hundred and how many episodes now? Yeah, exactly. 135 episodes. Yeah. So yeah, and that's the thing, right? You were seeing all these positives and things starting to move the right direction. Hell, we've even talked about some of the products they have coming soon that are that are done right. So like you're like, oh, all right, cool. And then something like this happens, and you're like, Really? This was like the easiest part to get right. And that's the part that kind of makes it messed up. I mean, you know, you get this whole problem. You got a whole group of writers from from diverse backgrounds doing a book, right? Like yeah. that takes real effort, right? Like going and hiring somebody to be overseeing a bunch of stuff like that takes real effort. Cutting somebody a check is something they do every day. Hell, literally, like you could I could have went in and just been like, oh, yeah, I had to spend this much for this project. And they're like, yeah, cool. Just give it yeah. to payroll or whatever to, to accounts payables. You'll, we'll get you taken care of on the next paycheck, right? So yeah, hopefully they get it right because there's no reason for this. This this is so silly. But that kind of brings us up to our last segment today. And in the dinner table, there's kind of an interesting thing, and we we touched on this very briefly. Uh, I don't know, probably about 20 episodes ago, talking about like people's behavior at the table and does that change or not coming out of the pandemic, right? And there was a discussion, and I wish I remembered. I normally bookmark this. I wish I would have, but somebody had posted about being upset that a player reaches across the table to just read one of their cards without asking. 
And it was interesting because I read it, and a bunch of people were super mad, by the way. Like, a bunch of people, like, apparently, yeah, that's something I always hated, and I wish people had more manners. And, but, like, I mean, people were angry about this. And I thought about it and said, you know, in tournaments, I don't know if I've ever cared. As long as nobody was, like, bending my cards or whatever, I just assumed you need to read my cards. So I didn't, I don't know. Like, I usually ask, but I have to think at some point I probably didn't. Especially if somebody threw down yeah. something you've never seen before. Like, WTF? <laughs> and they're like, what well, yeah. And that's this the other part, too. You know? It's just... Because sometimes I was playing cards that were on the fringes, and I knew yeah. people were going to have to figure out what they did, right? Because it's not exactly. a common thing I, people play. I know I play the jank, so yeah, I'm just expecting them to have never seen I'm going to have, uh, my deck's going to have easily 10 cards that you ain't never seen before. But what's interesting, though, as I thought about it, is like when I'm watching games, it's usually casual games. If they're competitive games, I don't say anything because, you know, it's a competitive thing. Yeah. But for casual games, if I'm watching people, I'm like, hey, do you mind if I read that? You know, and I'll pick it up, read it, whatever, and put it back wherever it was. So I know I do it for sure for that. And I know I've asked a lot of times, like, hey, do you mind if I read that for a second? You know, whatever, while we're playing. But I don't remember ever being mad at somebody for reaching over to read one of my cards. Now, there was a time... And this is pre well pre-COVID. But a dude had literally sneezed into his hand and then reached over to cut my deck. And yeah, I pulled my a... deck back to me like it was a puppy. <laughs> <laughs> and I called over a judge. And the judge came over and said, what's the problem? And the opponent was like, he doesn't let me cut his deck. I'm like, because he sneezed into his hand. And the judge was like, don't be gross. Go wash your hands. I was like, thank you, sir. Because <laughs> right. <laughs> there wasn't no way I was going to let that go down. Like, exactly. I was, I was going to appeal that that's, all the way to the top. Like, that pre-pandemic, folks. Like, bruh. Like, literally. And I'm like, okay, he's obviously going to reach in for a handkerchief or something or whatever. And, like, dude just reached right over. I was like, uh-uh. No, <laughs> like that's, not today no. <laughs> yeah, not today so like that's the only time i can think of where i was literally like nope don't touch my stuff but yeah it was interesting to see that like that's a real point of contention and I, i'd imagine even more so now obviously because yeah you know, we're we're more cognizant of like passing around germs and everything because of the pandemic god i'm never going outside again what this feels like <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, I just thought that because I don't know. Has it ever really bothered you, dude, when that's happened? No, because like as we said, we both you know play some some interesting decks. I fully expect it. I enjoy when somebody's like, "What the hell is that card?" So no, it never. Occurred. But again, that's <laughs> on the, everything you know. It's to pre pre two years ago. But yeah, yeah even I, now I think I would understand. Like, well, now I feel like I'm probably never going to an event again. It's just every time I think I'm ready, I hear something like like that story. Like, oh god. Yeah, I don't know, man. It's it's. I I would think that I'm probably again I'm probably more aware now. You know, so maybe if somebody reached over now, it might. I don't know if it'd say it would upset me, but it at least kind of make me at least slightly uncomfortable. I'll probably like pause for a second. You know, I, mean, I think you definitely obviously will want to ask now if it's okay. Which oh, we, yeah. as we said, we should have been doing that before. But yeah, and like I, I said, I'm, I'm pretty sure I've asked 99% of the time. Yeah. But I also think there's probably some times where we're like getting close to the end of the round and we're both playing pretty quick and I'll reach over, read something real quick, put it down, you know, that sort of thing. I'm sure that's happened, you know, but I don't think that was commonplace for me. I'm pretty sure I've asked, but yeah, I don't know. I never really thought about it until I saw the thread and I was like, oh, this is kind of interesting. And seeing people's reaction, like, and that, and then I felt bad because I'm like, 
for the few times I didn't ask, I'm like, does there's a person walking around thinking I'm just like some super ass? Like, you know, like, cause people were mad, dude. Like, I mean, like people were for real, just like I, I over somebody touching their cards. It was amazing. And, and like, again, I get it. If you're talking about somebody being rough with their cards or doing something like that, that's way out of line, right? Like that, no pass for that at all. So maybe what some people have experienced, you know, you maybe did have somebody that wasn't treating your stuff right, picking it up or whatever. And that's going to be a much different experience as well. But, or that person that plays you <laughs> has played other people and done that same move. It's just, oh, God, just, oh. Maybe. Every, every time I think about that, it's funny you mention. I had to go to the doctor's office, uh, I guess, about a week ago. I'm already, like, of all the places that I – I mean, you never want to be in the doctor's office. But, but this – there was somebody – I mean, they had – they just had one of those, those coughs that sound they're going to just keel over and die, right? And, then, you know, the, the, the doctor had – like, the, there, there were chairs marked off where you couldn't sit next to somebody if you want to, but I still felt like, God, even 20 or 30 feet was anything. had a mask and everything. The cough just sounded so, mm. oh my God, or just I was ready to jump out a window. Yeah. See, that, like, that's the thing. I, I'm, I'm sitting here thinking, do I, how bad do I need to see this doctor? <laughs> yeah. See, that's what I'm saying. Like, I, There's going to be a lot of weird things that stuff that you kind of let slide before yeah. that are going to process differently now in the new world, right? Had I mean, it taken another 15 or 20 minutes, I think I probably would have just left the time to reschedule because it's just, and for all I know, they had allergies. They easily could have. That's true. Especially down there, man, because you yeah. got real pollen in the air down there. But it kind of makes me wonder, right? Maybe there's also, and I'm wondering, maybe is this also like a perception of like some things that only slightly bothered you before? <clears throat> Yeah, I wouldn't. I mean, you know, I, I would have noticed it before, but it wouldn't have been. Yeah, it's, it's not the same way it is now. And that's kind of, believe it or not, because I'm a nerd. One of the reasons I do want to go back to an event, because I kind of want to experience that. Right. And see, like, how different do I view things now than I did two years ago? Because, like I said, I've, you know, I did the Hunter Burton and whatever, but I was mostly doing commentary and I was in the booth hell probably 80 percent of the time or in that area so like i wasn't really part of the event you know i walked around went to like the the silent auction table and stuff like that but like i wasn't sitting at tables with people playing you know i wasn't fully mingling with everybody if you will right so i kind of want to say like how do i feel being back in that environment right is how different is it is it tense am i over observing everything, you know, like I, I don't really know. So I, it's kind of one of the reasons I'm looking forward to Richmond is I don't know it, with all the mandates and stuff in place, it's kind of like a soft landing, if you will, to, to at least try it and say, okay, how do I feel now? Like, is it weird that I'm talking to everybody through a mask? Like probably not, but like maybe, you know, I don't know. So yeah, it'd be interesting to see how, how it all plays out though. But yeah, uh, apparently, you need to be better about your manners touching people's cards now. So if you weren't, double down on that. It's probably good advice. Because nobody wants to have strangers touching their things anymore. And nor should they with stuff that's out in the world right now, honestly. But all right, Brian, why don't you everybody where they can find you on socials? All right. I am Brian Sonic on Twitter, YouTube, and Instagram. Our family channel on YouTube is Alan's Ever After. And you can find me just about everywhere at Power Dragon, P-O-W-R-D-R-A-G-N. 
At the very least, you can come follow me on Twitter because I'm a hell of a follow. <laughs> but as always, wherever you're listening, whenever you're listening, good morning, good afternoon, good evening, and good night. Please take care of yourself and your family with all the COVID and other crap still going on out there. And remember to be awesome and be awesome to each other. If you'd like to further support Color of Magic, you can find us on our website at colorofmtg.com. We also have a Patreon if you'd like to donate. Other patreon.com slash color of magic. You can also find us on Facebook under Color of Magic. And if you want to follow us along at Twitter, you can find us there at Color of MTG. And as always, please share the podcast around to your friends, your network, people you think might enjoy it, because every little bit helps as we're trying to increase our user base. 